Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to Insight, a show about empowering our community. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrow. Urban renewal in the 60s and 70s was supposed to revitalize neighborhoods living in poverty. Instead, this government-funded program erased many black communities. Here is what happened to a neighborhood in Athens, Georgia. Most of us know about Black Wall Street, the vibrant black neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma, destroyed by a mob of white individuals in a horrific event we call the Tulsa Race Massacre. However, across the country, thriving black communities have been destroyed through urban renewal and gentrification. Joining us now is Hattie Thomas-Whitehead, the president and community outreach coordinator for the Linentown Project and author of Giving Voice to Linentown. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I want you to tell us, what was Linentown? Linentown was a small black community about four blocks from UGA Stadium going up Baxter Street. It was uh, a Black community made up of homeowners, basically. At that time, it was desegregation because we talk, we talking about back in the 60s. And it was meager wages were being made at that time in the South. We had uh, people that worked for 8 to $10 a week. But this community had reached 66% home ownership off of those meager wages. This was a, a community that had a, a majority of homeowners. And we know that homes are really the key to generational wealth. And so that went away when urban renewal came into place. And we're talking about community in Georgia. What happened? The, the co- community in a, as a whole was made up of 22 acres of land. We have information back to 1920s uh, documents that University of Georgia had a um, uh, interest in this land way back in 1920, and they wanted it for expansion, and they wanted to expand for expansion to build parking decks and dormitories, and they wanted it cheap. So what they did was, in partnership with the city of Athens and UGA, under an urban renewal federal program was able to get access to this land and get it cheap. Mm. So the phrase urban renewal is kind of ironic because it wasn't renewal for the residents of Linentown. So what happened to the community? Well, in 1962, after the city of Athens and UGA signed the urban renewal contract, the community started disappearing. UGA starts sending uh, big trucks in and start digging ditches and leveling houses. The sad part of it all was the community did not know what was going on. No one came to the community to have community meeting from the city or UGA. The only thing that documentation that UGA had was uh, about this community was the slum off of Baxter Street. They did not ever give it a name. So it was their intention to take this community with a little or no publicity. 
And that's really what happened. So did they take it through eminent domain or did they simply force the residents to sell their homes at this very low price? Urban renewal is that program, you know, similar to eminent domain. So you, there was no negotiations about what you're going to get for the price that you is going to be paid for the, for your home. It was just once the property acquisition was made, a note was stuck to the door telling you to come about and to pick up uh, your check and when you would have to start paying rent if you were not moved, your family had not moved out by a certain month. What happened to that community? It sounds like they had to be dispersed uh, to other parts of the city or Georgia. Tell us about your personal connection and what the impact was on your family. Well, first of all, we, we were terrorized because it was University of Georgia responsibility to get us moved to move out of the community. So with the digging of ditches and children having to come home and jump, we as children had to come over and jump over the ditches to get inside. Seeing our neighbors' homes burned, pushed down, equipment starting up, the heavy equipment starting up at 12 o'clock at night and running close to the home. So the streets closed off. So all of that was going on in the 60s after the urban renewal contract was signed. And plus the fact uh, during that time, I was very heavily involved in integration of Athens during the day. So I was going downtown trying to integrate Athens, being locked up and walking home at night and then listening to what happened during the day. So it was a traumatic experience for me and most families in that community during all that period of time, because it happened over from from 62 to 66. That's when the last home uh, was was moved out. Last family moved out was in, in 1966. So it was over a period of time. It was just stress, not knowing what was going on. No meetings, no nobody to telling you you can get along. It was nothing. None of that. Mm. You had to move, find a place to move. And I want you to know that that was doing desegregation. So you couldn't move anywhere. You had to move where black communities were, which made it harder because we didn't have that many. But you had this families trying to scramble and move someplace. For my family, we had to go to move to public housing. So we went from homeowners to public housing because of all the stress and had not having enough money because the money that we had had, the property that we had owned, it took years to accumu- accumulate enough money to pay that. And then a short period of time, we did, my parents couldn't do it. So we were redlined. And so a, a lot of other families was redlined to go to public housing. Mm. And after we moved to public housing, my parents didn't live didn't stay together for a long period of time after we moved because it was so much stress that had gone on up into that time. We were, as children, we stayed with my older sister and brothers, two of us, and and my younger sister and brother had to go live with my aunt who had 10 children. My parents brought money by and, and, and to help take care of us, but it was just stress on the whole family from going through those years of being terrorized and being not knowing where you were going and not how much money you was going to get for your property. You know, what uh, What it sh- tells me is that there was not only your generational wealth uh, taken away, but it was traumatic for these families. And to be taken from being a, a solid homeowner 
to going to public housing, but really being forced to, not because, not willingly. It just seems almost as heinous as, in a different way, as the Tulsa massacre, because in in a sense, a community was erased and the people were dispersed and trauma occurred. And uh, and yet it was under the auspices of, of urban renewal. Now, you have written a book called Giving Voice to Town. Tell us about the book. The book really, uh, because of no one knew about Town until we found the data. The data was found in 2018. And once we, uh, the first descendants were contacted and we came together, we decided that we were going to find, try to get some justice for the unjust that had been done. So what we did was uh, write a resolution and started raising awareness in the community and speaking, uh, protesting, touring the community, whatever we could do to raise awareness. And when I was going out raising awareness and speaking and having small community meetings in different parts of the city, I never could tell the whole story. I could tell pieces and parts of it. So I was just led to um, and encouraged to write about what happened in Leonardtown because I was there. I I was a child and what happened. Mm. So I decided to write about the community so people will understand. Yeah, we were a poor community, but we were proud people and we had reached 60 percent home ownership. It was not a slum. So I wanted to tell that story and how happy we were and how supportive the families were and how we and everybody was accountable. We were accountable to the adults and adults watch over all of us because we everybody knew everybody in the community. As the president and community outreach coordinator for the Linentown Project and as the activist that you have been most of your adult life, you actually were able to to push forward the first official act of reparations in the history of the state of Georgia. Tell us about that. After we started uh, talking with the mayor and commissioners and and, uh, just trying to get them to understand what happened and talking to them over and over to get them to understand it. And we had the data and, and we needed this resolution passed because what had happened, it was unjust. So after about two years of just actually talking and working on it. Finally, the mayor and commissioners uh, put it on the agenda and and they voted on it. I watched it on Zoom and the meeting, I was not there. I did not know if it was going to pass, but I I definitely did not know that we were going to get, it was going to be a unanimous vote. And all I could do when I saw that was just cry Mm. when I saw that, because I felt like we've finally seen a little bit of justice. And then the mayor decided to to write a, a Mayor Gertz, Kelly Gertz, he decided to write a, a proclamation and included in the proclamation was a apology. Mm. It's an apology. Apologies like that are, are few and far between. So that that was a wonderful victory. Was right. there anything concrete in terms of specific types of reparations? Well, yes. What we did was and, and this was we ran into some roadblocks. When the mayor put this committee together called the Justice and Memory Team, he he put this committee together and he's supported by the city staff. It's led by the, the first descendants. So he put this committee together to work, put it in place of the uh, the resolves and the resolution. And once we did that, we found out that the Georgia gratuity clause would not allow payouts. 
to the descendants. So we had to back up and think about what we were going to do. And so what we decided to do was instead of walking away, we decided to um, put money in the city budget and then work towards the things that we would like with that money in the city budget. And so we that's what we have been doing. We don't have a Black History Center here in Athens, Georgia. So we have a a place now where, where it's going to be designated for a Black History Center. So we can put information in there and we can educate the city and we can talk about Black history that has never been taught in the school. So that's one thing. The second thing we did was we, um, we said, you know, the athens Clark County employees who work for athens Clark County really need to be making a decent wage. So we ask and recommend that the athens Clark County employees get a $15 to $20 an hour raise. So this past July, they got $15, which is a tremendous accomplishment. That is extraordinary. That is wonderful. We have asked the for a walk of recognition down where the community used to be on UGA's property, but we didn't get a reply. We've asked a number of times for UJ to let, let us put the um, mosaic and the walk down there indicating that that was a Black community, but we didn't get in an answer and we still haven't got one. But the city of Athens said that we could put it on the right of way. So <laughs> you've had a lot of great victories and not the least of which is, is letting the world know about Linentown. I do understand that you're also involved or at least having the conversation uh, supporting the Congressional Bill H.R. 40 to create a commission to study and develop reparation proposals for African-Americans. Can you just tell us briefly about that? What we have done was we have we have reached out to a representative to say that we want something done with the gratuity clause here in in, in the state of Georgia. So and, and we want to be able to go to maybe testify before Congress one day to talk about legislation, words, and how legislation really impact people and lives. We've been calling um, politicians to see what we can do as a small Black community and a small uh, committee (laughs) working on it. Small but mighty. Well, Hattie Thomas-Whitehead, thank you so much for joining us. Hattie Thomas-Whitehead is the president and community outreach coordinator for the Linentown Project and author of Giving Voice to Linentown, a small black community near Athens, Georgia, which was destroyed through urban renewal. And I thank you so much for really raising our awareness about this community that that was so vibrant and and was destroyed. And now we know that urban renewal was not everything that it was promised to be. There was more like urban destroyer, uh, yes. for sure. If we would like more information about the book, how can we find out more? Giving voice to Linnantown.com. I am so happy to speak with you and so happy to know more about Linnantown. Thank you for all the things that you and your committee have done and uh, for writing this book, because so much of our history has been erased. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. We'll have more insight after these messages.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.